Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. DrRoto.com it is, and we are back with the Week 7 edition of the Consistently Cashin Podcast. I am your host, Colby Conway, at Colby R. Conway on Twitter and with me as always on this lovely Thursday night heading into a game where I don't know who's healthy. I don't know who's not, especially at this point in the year, everyone's hurt, but the Thursday night game is we're recording. It kicks off in a little over an hour. So that one should be interesting to say the least. Another thing that is interesting, or I should say another person that is interesting at the real Made on Twitter, Ron Rigney. So Ron, how are we doing here as we're getting ready to head into the weekend and we're almost halfway through the season already. Unbelievable. I appreciate that being described as interesting because that's exactly the opposite of the way my students would describe me. So I appreciate that very much. And and heading into tonight, you know, I with all with these bye weeks th- that we have this this week, you know, Bob made a good point last night. I hadn't really looked at how many teams are on a bye, but I guess we have six teams on a bye this week and it gets better from here, which is good. And to tell you just how, you know, how dire things are in certain leagues, I have a super flex league that I was able to add Case Keenum as my super flex this week. And I actually kind of feel good about it with all the buys, which I never thought I would find myself saying ever. Yeah, it's, I'm in, I'm in this league. You might've heard of it. It's called the Kings classic and I'm in that league and my bench is loaded this week. I'm pulling it up now to take a look, but when you stack a team, this is going to happen whenever that bye week comes around. It just so happens that I'm kind of getting hit at the, Worst bye week of the year, but it's going to be tough when I have Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, and Dalton Schultz all on bye. So I'm looking at my lineup, and oh, that's like Deion or Dearness Johnson is one of my best players in my lineup this week. That's pretty mm-hmm. much where we're at with my three flex players being Dante Pettis, Nick Westbrook, the guy from Tennessee, I can't even say his name, and then Adam mm-hmm. Humphreys. So that tells you the state of affairs in week seven. You're hearing it called uh, by Mageddon, I think is what I'm heard, hearing it called every now and again, or just you know, bye week hell or this BS week. I've heard, I've heard it all, and I've heard some other names that I, I don't think I can say. Doc might get a little upset if I go a little farther with some of the terminologies used. But consistently cashing, week seven, you guys know what we do here. We talk about games that we like to target, games that we like to avoid, and then we get into the Voltron lineup, see what we can do here on that podcast only, the podcast-exclusive lineup that Ron and I tag team and put together for you all. But, of course, you can always check out the consistently captioned article at drroto.com where you'll find my FanDuel and DraftKings lineup as well as Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineup. So as always, I always defer to at the real Made on Twitter, Ron Rigney for the first the first pool here, we'll say. So games that we are targeting this weekend. Uh, Ron, there's only what feels like eight teams playing this week, so not a large pool to pick from. So what's a game that you're looking at? I think as I, as I looked on the slate, there's a couple here that are, it's hard to kind of make out what they are, but I think one of the, the games I'm going to find myself with a lot of various players in various lineups uh, in is the Green Bay-Washington game. You've got a 50 total here. I feel like this sets up really nicely for Aaron Rodgers to have a big game. You know, we've been able to all season throw on the, the Washington football team. You saw what they allowed uh, Patrick Mahomes to do, uh, putting up a season high. In, in passing yards of 397. I think Devontae Adams has a big week. But on the other side of the ball, I'm not expecting huge things out of that Washington football team offense. But I think 
you, you might get an okay game out of Taylor Heineke. I do like J.D. McKissick a lot this week um, in that, uh, that, that Washington lineup. We'll talk about him a little bit later because you, you, might, you may or may not hear him brought up here in a little while. But he's a guy that I like catching the ball out of the backfield. But I think with a 50-point total, I think that's got a little bit of potential behind it. Yeah, the other one probably have to look at is Kansas City, Tennessee, both bad defenses, both with some good offenses. So you're going to have to look at that one. But the one that I find myself drawn to when I am looking at it here is that Atlanta-Miami game. Bad defenses, enough talent on offense to make things work. Jalen Waddle's a guy we're going to talk about later. Atlanta side, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. I even like Matt Ryan this week, believe it or not. If you want to go with Tua, sure. But really the Miami side of the ball. If you're going with Tua, you have to pair Waddle with him. I really, really like Jalen Waddle this week. Like I said, we'll talk about him a little bit. Um, that's one that I certainly like. So, again, Ron, we talked about there are not many games this week. It's kind of almost hard to be out on a game just because there's eight games playing or seven or two is what it feels like. So is there any game that, again, you might not be able to completely avoid it, but there's just not much or you just personally don't like it, or if you can, you are avoiding it? I I don't want to say I don't necessarily like this game, but I'm not going to have really anything – as far as in in my daily lineups, I take that back. I might have a little bit, but that Jets-New England game, I'm not really sure what to make of that. You know, the first time out, it was Mac Jones against Zach Wilson in week two. Zach Wilson got absolutely owned by Bill Belichick, as, as that's what he does to rookie quarterbacks. I believe he threw four picks that game. Mac Jones didn't look bad, but he also only threw for 186 yards because it was kind of a seemed like a ground control defense type game. From, from the Patriots. Now, both quarterbacks have had a few weeks to get a little bit of experience under the belt. It's only a 43-point total, so I don't know if we expect more uh, of what we saw in that first week, but I think maybe outside of a couple of really shallow leagues where I'm forced to start Mac Jones and you know maybe that New England defense, I don't necessarily have a whole hell of a lot in this game. I just don't really know what to make of it with those two rookie quarterbacks. Similar similar type thing for me. It's not that I don't like the game over under a 47 for Chicago, Tampa Bay. I'm just – there's guys at other price points in other games that I like more than the players in that one. I don't really have anything against the game. I think there are some players in some decent spots. Just I hard for me to get them in my lineup or choose to put them in my lineup. So I don't expect to have much of the Chicago-Tampa Bay game. So what we're going to do now, talk about the Voltron lineup here a podcast exclusive lineup. This one will not be, let me repeat, it will not be in the consistently cashing articles. I don't think you can read the article and skip out on the podcast, get those lines, get the Voltron live and make yourself some money. It doesn't quite work that way. Sure, you can with our FanDuel and DraftKings lineup, but not, excuse me, lineups, but not the Voltron lineup. So this week I got the majority of it. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off first. And I am going to start with our quarterback, I kind of feel bad. I didn't leave Ron a lot of money. I tend I tend to pay up a little bit across the board, so that's why I submitted my picks first because I knew I was paying up in a lot of positions. So I'll make it easy for me and harder for Ron. But quarterback, where are we going? This week, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the more popular plays. So I'm actually going to go with Lamar Jackson. And the reason I like Lamar is when you look at his numbers against Cincinnati for his career, the passing numbers aren't overly exciting to be honest with you he does have an eight to three touchdown interception ratio and five starts but the one thing that i like i don't know if cincinnati just lets him do it or if they don't know how to stop him or he just whenever he sees orange he just takes off and it happens to work 
But when you look at Lamar Jackson's rushing numbers against Cincinnati for his career, we have 119 yards, 152 in a score, 65 in a score. Then he only had one with three yards and then 97 yards. With that rushing floor, his floor is so high this week, and he does have enough upside in that game because I think Cincinnati is going to be able to put a couple points on the board. I really like Lamar Jackson. If you want to pay down for Aaron Rodgers or even Jalen Hurts, I get it. I understand. If you have the funds, I would certainly go ahead and get yourself Lamar Jackson as your cash game quarterback this week. He's also 83% consistent on the year. Ron, who's our first running back? Guy that I mentioned before, and I like him for a couple of reasons, and that's J.D. McKissick. He's, he was kind of my my savior last season in seasonal leagues. for uh, just a, It lights out flex play every week. And I like him this week because I think this, you know, like I said before, this has a potential to, to be one of the more high-scoring games of the week, I think. You, you know how he catches the ball out of the backfield. And, and the Packers aren't terrible against the run. They're smack dab in the middle as far as allowing fantasy points to, to fantasy running backs. But the, the thing I like the most about this matchup is they have allowed 34 receptions out of the backfield and three receiving touchdowns to running backs. And that three receiving touchdowns is tied for second most in the league. And that 34 receptions is right there in the top 10. So they've allowed quite a bit of catches out of that backfield to those running backs. They've allowed them to get a few uh, rushing yards as well. They've allowed them to get in the end zone a few times. But, you know, J.D. McKissick's calling card is catching that ball out of the backfield. And I think Antonio Gibson's going to play, but I know he's a little bit nicked up. So you might see J.D. McKissick get a few more opportunities, but I think they're going to have to throw. I think J.D. McKissick's going to be a big part of that, especially on third down. And I think, you know, sitting here on DK at $5,000, you know, like I said, like, you know, that that Lamar Jackson salary, I do like that a lot. But a lot of the even what I would say maybe the next tier quarterbacks are still kind of expensive this week. So I think McKissick sitting there at five grand, I think he's going to return some nice value. I'm going to go risky again with our second running back. I think it's a Miles Sanders week. I think Nick Sirianni and everyone else there in Philadelphia is sick of what they're hearing in terms – well, they shouldn't be because it's it's emphatically true. They're just choosing not to run the ball. They said that they need to get Miles Sanders going. I think this is the week that they do it. Looking at opposing running backs against the Raiders this season, they've allowed the ninth most rushing yards overall to the position. Running backs have had some good luck against them in the air. And running backs have seven touchdowns against the Raiders through six weeks of the season. So there's other running backs that I do like, and I'm going to be looking at those guys first. But when it comes to fallback, Miles Sanders' price on DraftKings is too good to pass up. I think this is going to be a big week for the talented running back out of Philadelphia. Ron, wide receiver. He's not our number. He's not our wide receiver one, but who is one of our wide receivers? So with the – Looking at, you know, when I when I feel like what after I put in, you know, the defense that I wanted, I did that first because there was one I wanted to make sure that I got. And after you put your guys in, I felt like I had about on the average right around fifty two hundred dollars to spend. So I had to get find a few guys that were below and a few guys that were above. And I I think what I ended up doing was I went ahead and I dusted off Robbie Anderson at forty eight hundred dollars. Number one, I love the price. I love the matchup against the Giants. I'll get to that in a second. But Robbie Anderson's a guy that had had a you know big fifty seven yard touchdown catch out of week one, the last three weeks, he's been targeted at least seven times with two of those games, seeing 11 targets. Now I'd like to see that catch percentage up quite a bit more because it's, it's 27 and 28% the last couple of games, not very good, but going into this game against the giants, the giants have been pretty, pretty uh, friendly to fantasy wide receivers. They're sitting there at number nine, as far as points allowed, they're up there as far as fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks as well. 
I think this feels like a nice game for Sam Darnold to get off the schneid. I feel like this is a nice game for Robbie Anderson to get involved again. And, and when you're playing against a team that is quoted as saying, describing his team in the way that he said, Joe Judge said that the fish, the fish stinks from the head down, I believe is what he said about his, his team. Uh, that's not good. That's not a ringing vote of confidence for yourself or for what you're putting on the field. And I think Carolina is going to take advantage of that. And I think Robbie Anderson at 4,800 bucks is a no brainer. And this guy is our wide receiver one. It's DeAndre Hopkins. The revenge game narrative is in full effect going up against his former team. It's the Arizona best of Houston Texans versus the Houston Texans in this matchup. Only thing that scares me with Hopkins this week is how quickly does this game out, get out of hand and how soon do the starters come out? That's my only concern with DeAndre Hopkins this week. I love the price point. I think the upside is there. And if you try to tell me that you don't think that they're going to pepper him with targets against his former team. I don't know if we can be friends. I, and if we're not friends, I don't think we ever will be. You can't convince me that's not going to happen. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I know that from his time in Houston, when he had matchups on the outside that he won, he was not afraid to be a little bit petty and make some posts on social media afterwards or make remarks. Personally, I love that about him. You don't think that he wants to be able to make some remarks about the team that traded him for a candy bar and a $5 bill. I'm pretty sure he's going to want to do that. He's going to score at least once in this game. He's going to get peppered with targets. I honestly would not be surprised if Houston loses the coin toss. Arizona defers. Houston gets the ball first, goes threes and out, three and out. They punt it. And then the first drive, the first play is like a handoff for James Conner for like nine yards because Houston can't stop the run. And then it's like six straight passes to DeAndre Hopkins ending in a touchdown. Would not be surprised if that happens in the slightest. Same thing on the other side of the ball. J.J. Watt's going to get a sack. They're going to do anything they can to make sure that he's got free run at the quarterback to get a sack. So big revenge games on both sides of the ball in Arizona. I will have 100% exposure to DeAndre Hopkins this weekend. Ron, third wide receiver, where are we going? Last guy we got in our, our wide receiving core here is, is right around that, that price range I was talking about at $5,600. We've got Jalen Waddell. And I like Jalen Waddle for a couple of reasons, but the main thing is I like the amount of targets that he's seeing. Saw six two weeks ago, up that to 13 last week. Now I understand he only had 10 catches for 70 yards, so not a lot of yardage, but he did get in the end zone a couple times. And even if he didn't do that, when you have a, a guy that's getting you 10 receptions and you're getting points for that, add on the yards and the touchdowns, I, I like the way this sets up. Again, he's against Atlanta. Atlanta hasn't been terrible against the pass, but they also haven't been very good against it either. They're kind of in you know that middle – that, that bottom third. So I, I think there's some points to be had here. And and, and kind of like you were talking about with, with Matt Ryan and with all the guys that you like in this game, I think this has a potential for to be a little bit more than what that total says. And I think Jalen Waddle is going to be right in the midst of it. If two is in there, two is going to be looking for him early and often like he was last week. And in this week, I think I don't think it'll be any different. One thing that I really like about Jalen Waddle and he looking at his numbers from this year, he's 50% consistent but he's 100% consistent in games that Tua has started and mm -hmm. finished that game. Big-time production with Tua thus far. Uh, Ron, did I pick the tight end? You did. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I don't know if I really feel as good about it as I did after I wrote up someone else as a tight end in the, in the article, but Kyle Pitts for me, looking at tight ends, yes. Miami has good corners. They've been a little bit banged up this year. But if you look at DVOA by Football Outsiders against the tight end, Miami is 20th, allowing about six pass attempts per game to the tight end. So I like that. Kyle Pitts coming off a big game, so I like that. Matt Ryan is going to force feed the ball to 
well, Kyle Pitts as well as some other receivers. So I like that. And it's a good price point. If you have the money, if you have the money, it seems like this week, I know it can be said for any week, but this week, especially on a short week, all of the elite players at the positions are in smash spots. So you can't get them all, but you got to pick and choose your battles. So if you have enough money to go up to the top, go for that. If not, I love falling back to pits in my lineup. I just don't really like many of the super cheap guys. So I'm going to pay up a little bit at tight end. So give me Kyle Pitts. And then I believe the flex play was mine as well. And I wanted to save you a little bit of money instead of taking it all because I kind of felt bad enough already. But it's Rashad Bateman. I think a lot of people are going to zig the Marquise Brown, which I'm completely fine with. But I think we try zag or try zagging over to Rashad Bateman. He was targeted a bunch despite being on a, I guess you'd call it a snap count, you could say, in his regular season debut. They are going to get him the football. And when you look at Cincinnati, their secondary doesn't scare me, to be honest. Yes, they've been pretty generous to, you know, opposing wide receiver ones, but wide receiver twos have had success against them too. So I really like Rashad Bateman with how cheap he is on DraftKings. He literally needs like five catches for 50 yards. And if he, even if he doesn't score, if he gets you that, that's three times the production. But I do think he finds the end zone this week. Ron, if we don't have enough money, which we didn't, which is partially my fault, but you also pick players, so you're to blame too. If you don't have enough money for Arizona, what defense do you go with? So we're, we're going with the Rams this week. That, that revenge narrative that you talked about, you know, Jared Goff has, has been Jared Goff this season. And, and it's hard to blame him because there's just not a lot for him to throw to. He's got TJ Hawkinson. He's got DeAndre Swift. And that's really about it. I look for Stafford to rally, or I look for the team to rally behind Matthew Stafford coming back and, and playing against Detroit. I just think it's going to be a long day for Goff. I think he gets picked off. I think they sack him. I just don't see him doing a whole hell of a lot. And I see this defense. I know it's pretty expensive paying up five grand for the Rams, but I think if you've got the cash, which it actually worked out that, you know, when we look at this lineup, we saved money a couple spots. I like what we did everywhere else. So, Let's spend up for, for the best defense of the week. Why not? Oh, big words. So I think that Arizona's defense is in a good spot, but I, you can't go wrong. Rams pretty much going against Houston or Detroit. You can't go wrong regardless of the defense. So unless you're Jacksonville, because somehow you lit up 37 points to Houston. So I don't know how that happened, but yep. I like the Voltron lineup this week. Lamar Jackson, JD McKissick, Miles Sanders, Robbie Anderson, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, and the Los Angeles Rams defense. That is this week's Voltron lineup over on DraftKings. Again, you will not see that in the consistently cashed article, but what you will see there is my FanDuel and DraftKings lineup, Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineups. You'll see write-ups on a couple quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. You'll see some guys that you should consider. Maybe we didn't give a full write-up about them, but they're guys that you should be looking at, so we give them the honorable mention tag in the consistently cashed article that you can find over at drroto.com. So, Ron, any parting shots here before we put a bow on this episode and head into the weekend? Just for all the listeners in your seasonal leagues, I hope very much so that you make it through the weekend unscathed and come out on top on Tuesday with a victory and survive this bye week that we call, what do you call it, bimageddon? By Something like that, yeah, and okay. other, yeah. Other, other words. Okay, good luck. Yep. And as always, I am Colby Conway at Colby R. Conway on Twitter. Ron is at The Real Made on Twitter. Let us know how your lineups do. If you got any questions, let us know. 
got a discord with Dr. Roto as well. So make sure you check that out. If you're, I believe you have to be a subscriber to be in there, but head to drroto.com. All those questions get answered and everything like that. So best of luck in your contest for this. Ooh, interesting week seven to say the least. Best of luck. Hope you win. Let us know if you do. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.